Okay, all right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing this beautiful day? Oh, I got what's up? Brad in the building. What's poppin'? What's great? AKA Mr. Bentley Bars Entertainment. Appreciate you, appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My man out here doing big things. You know, it's just one of them things. Every time we get together, it's a good thing for me because you know you like my other brother from another mother, right. man. It's a juice. It's always <laughs> a juice. It's always a juice. Like, for mm. real. And, you know, we've been working together for a while. And then after that, you know, we, we still remain close to it all. Definitely. So, you know what I'm saying? But my, my man out here doing big things right now. He got a couple deals coming in the future. He making, making moves. <laughs> My man going to New York for some stuff. He, he out here in there. He, it's lit. It's lit. He out I'm here excited. There. I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, there's a couple of different little projects going on right now. Yeah, for sure, man. And plus, like, dog, I got I got to give credit to you, bro, because you you are, and like, look at Black Excellence right here, man. Because I, I know we throwing that term around loosely nowadays, but you gotta look at it as the fact that. We have young black entrepreneurs like yourself, son, and me in the future, which I'm trying to build too. But you got your own company, though. Give give the people a rundown of your company, man. Well, Billy Bars Entertainment is a publishing, consultant, and producing company, mm -hmm. and it's a management firm as well. But that's where the consultant comes in at. Yeah. Um, manage two artists right now. One is Millions, and the other one is Cash Mills. Um. Getting a lot of feedback and collaboration with some other companies has been pretty cool. We worked with Larry Monroe, sponsored his event mm. in January of this year, which was really cool. Um, it was also my birthday too. I just turned twenty five, so you know we had to turn up. We had to turn up for hey that, bro. Man, that twenty five, <laughs> that thing is real, man. But that that's fire, bro. Because I look at it as the fact is you you really building your own company, son. Like you, you, your own entertainment company. Like what, what drove you into the entertainment sphere? Like what made you go this route? It really wasn't as easy or came to about so like mind blinking or like light bulb going uh -huh. on type of thing. It really was more cause I always wanted to be an entrepreneur but I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That's the I just wanted to own my own business. So yeah. it took for my sister to really ask me to kind of manage and oversee her as an artist, like help her with her booking, make sure I look over some contracts. Uh -huh. And then one thing after another, I started managing her. And then I just loved the business. Like I booked her show at the House of Blues and it re went really well. She opened up for Blake Owens. Um, yeah, it was a really dope show. How did, how did, uh, sorry for cutting you off. Nah, but, nah, how did, how did, how do you go about booking a show, son? Like, bro. <laughs> because, bro, oh look, my God, oh look, my God. Look, man, I, I was sitting there, I was like, man, I don't understand how you go about doing something like that. Cause that, that's really where the connections come in at. And the hustle because learning who to talk to, learning what to say, what to pitch mm -hmm. is really about that. Like, it took me so long to really find out who was over, like, the ticket process, the box office manager. Like, I just went and got personally cool with these people. And then, the next thing you know, 
you know, they started letting me know like different opportunities that was coming up. Oh yeah. So they said, well, look, we'll do this opportunity. We'll give you tickets. Y'all sell the tickets and pay us back a percentage. And sometimes box offices will give you those consignment tickets. Mm -hmm. But you gotta make sure you do your absolute best to give a positive light on the profit side of it. Yeah. Because then that's when you start building a rapport. Yeah. And then they'll ask you to come back. You know what Cause, I mean? Because you're good for business. Because you're good for business. So it was just really doing a lot of like groundwork, a lot of foundation building work, learning some people, you know what I'm saying? Learning, mm -hmm. talking, networking. And I started managing a second artist, Young Pro. Mm -hmm. And he was one of my longest contracts because I had worked with him for maybe about two to three years. Mm -hmm. And he wound up branching off and going to Capitol Records. He had got like a little internship. No. And it was dope. Yeah. So he was cool. He was doing his own thing with the Cali. But then so I left me with my other two artists. Mm -hmm. And I've been in school at Loyola University and just getting my education, trying to get as much stuff as I could get on my resume, build myself up. As you should. Now just you know, Right. Just you know, always critiquing my work ethic. You know, I always want to be the best coming with as many projects as I can. Um, and after just getting that hands-on experience, I started being able to execute a lot of different things. Like, millions just opened up for currency at the 420 that concert. Was I wish I could have made yeah, it, that dog. Was dope. That I wish was I could have made it. I, I wanted to make it to that thing, dog. My other artist, Cash, he just performed at the Holland Wolf. So, okay. it's been different little things and learning what venues are friendlier to your audience mm -hmm. and who's more in your market. It's, it's really more about the knowledge you should peak. Uh-huh. And how, like, I, I know it's a lot to handle with artists, son. Like, what what is it, what is it like sitting there managing some artists? Because I, I know how it is, like, uh managing like people that you work with dog artists you know that those are creatives they worrying about what kind of stuff they doing they worrying about they certain art how this gonna look in their head and picturing it out here and things <laughs> like that do you scale some of the things back sometimes you'd be like yo look this may not be like that because the budget is this <laughs> <laughs> like, Bro, you have to have those type of conversations it's like no Oh my God. It's inevitable. Like, you have to. And it's really more, you have to establish, like, damn near marriage. Like, y'all, like, one mm -hmm. now when you become to manage an artist. So, y'all become, like, the best of friends as well, too. So, y'all learn to argue, but also understand and take, you know, mm -hmm. criticism. Yeah. But also be able to enjoy the times and see where your growth is, what your potential is. Most definitely. So, it's really like a family bond, for real. So, um, and I've gotten that way with all my artists, even artists that I've worked with previously. I still have a good bond with them. That's good, son, because usually some, sometimes people always whine and stuff about their management. They be like, sometimes they, they, they talk about, like, you know, you have artists, bigger artists these days. Like, uh, you seen that thing with Lil Uzi Vert when he was talking about his management, not putting yeah. out his music and stuff right. like that. Right, And they was holding on to it. But I think, honestly, 
I did this program with HOD Music Forward. Mm -hmm. I was a panelist, a mentor, and an industry expert for the kids. Mm -hmm. And one of them asked me, well, how do you know who's the right manager for you? And I just felt like that step isn't something that you honestly hunt for. Yeah. It's something that just happens, honestly. Yeah, it just like clicks. Like, it clicks. Like, and you can interview as many people as you want. I say always interview a person. But you'll know when a person is guiding you the right way. Or is taking your music just as seriously as your career is theirs. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll feel it. You'll understand it. And it'll be just working chemistry. It'll yeah. just go hand in hand and it won't have any mess ups. You won't, you'll have your arguments, don't get me wrong. Cause of course, man. That's just the human nature, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you won't feel comfortable about doing it with anybody else but the person and having them be an overseer of everything you have going on. Because your manager oversees your videos, your content, your music. Yeah. Your schedule. They're part of your entire they life. They're part of your entire agenda. Yes, your entire life. So y'all definitely work well together. And that, I, I look at it as completely five because you you there with somebody and they you know that that person is next to you in the trenches the whole time because right. y'all fighting for the same thing. Y'all fighting the, for the same dream of being of being at the top, son. So that that's how I look at it. Right. And like since you on the music side, what was like when you got in the studio the first time, son? Like, like that, like you know when you walk in that thing and you you hearing the music on them on them speakers and how you like I I was want to know how like how you judge like on music because we we all listen to music. Music right. is a part of our our foundation as a people, period. Music can determine how you feel at times. That's crazy. Like, um, I actually had my own studio in my house. Yeah, it was in my um, my little apartment. It was a two-bedroom apartment. And me and son of my first artist, mm -hmm. we opened up a studio out of it, out of the second bedroom. Oh, I had turned the whole second bedroom into a studio. And people would come over and record for hours and hours and hours. Was you said, charging? Hell yeah, I was charging. <laughs> we wasn't charging corporate price, but hell yeah. We wanted $20 for this beat. Like, at least you want to mix it, that's $10. <laughs> we oh, definitely documented some stuff down. But um, no, we did some projects and stuff, and then we worked with a couple of different people. That was another way I kind of like got my name very first started in the industry mm -hmm. was from my studio. People knew I was a house studio, but I purchased a lot of quality. So oh, now yeah. even though it was it's house filled, I still had a Bluebird microphone. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I used Logic. You still. Sona was an A one engineer. She was going to Tulane, so you know we may not have had. The corporate size studio environment, but we were still A1 with quality, yes. So we would listen to a few different people, and certain people you just could tell is only doing it for the image, to put it in their bio, not for like, not for the love of it. You just telling something that you are pretty much following a story that you 
want a life that you wish you could live type of ordeal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, I know some mean. of the, your lyrics are nothing that you can relate to, let alone your audience can relate to. Yeah, you just making up some You just making up some stuff. Sound good. And then you have some people who really come out and put their heart on the beat. And you could tell this is something that they've really went through and experienced. And it comes out in just the energy of the song. The song then becomes a hit because mm. it's natural, it's real, it's for you. And I just could tell who was passionate and who wasn't. Uh, I understand. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes sense because it because you look at it as the fact that you know the people that's not there for the right reasons or or that's there just to you know to try to make a a quick buck or some some shit that that's not really there for the artistry the. To put right. forth that because music is a grind, son. Music is a fucking grind. Yes, they had a, a uh, the assistant manager for my um, music program that I go to for Loyola. She says that the music industry has been hijacked by corporate interests, but music still has a way to move the human soul. It does. And I was like, you know, that's a great analysis about that because it's so true because it's like you listen to music now compared to the music back then where people were really talk about the toxic relationships and their feelings and how they actually felt about a woman you know Mm -hmm. now it's more of do drugs get money you know like be in a club pop bottles fuck bitches you know it's all about the hype of everything it's not about what's really going on in life but then you got some artists that come out son that i i think are that actually help out our generation because yeah our generation kind of fell off with of course because a lot of man we still got our coles our kendricks yes we've definitely had this conversation multiple (laughs) times bro we definitely have it i just feel as though the whole social media and cloud of things has really changed the music industries I don't even want to say credibility but just what they feel as though it's talent mm-hmm. and what's you know like soul music yeah. like I had an argument with an artist and I was like soul music isn't drugging music he was like but drugs help me feel what's in my soul so this soul music and I'm like <laughs> No, my dude, like, yo, this is not, this is yo, not so music. Bro, so you yo. have people that really think like this, you know what I mean? So. Dog, that is funny, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> bro, I'm serious. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Oh, you got no, people's perception bro. of things completely twisted. This is like, yo, this weed making me right. feel it, bro. This is making me feel it in my soul, man. <laughs> oh, man, bro. No, that would kill me. So you got those... That would kill me. So you got those who look at all the superficial stuff to make up... Yeah, they looking at everything, son. Right. Alright, so I I want to know, like... Alright, so what all goes into um, making a a track? Like, like, explain that to me. Because I'm always an outside looking at something. We always... And I look at people have done music. I mm-hmm. like me. I I actually tried to do music. Like I actually have. I, I look at people weird if they haven't broken down some raps in their life. 
Get you. Because, because you had the right now. Yes. Yes. No, I got, I got booklets of raps in my, in my, uh, in my fucking house, son. Facts. We might have catch a SoundCloud or two of me spitting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna look for that bitch. You, you, you gotta find it, boy. You gotta find it. But uh, nah. So, and it was hard too, son. <laughs> That was hard lyrics. That was hard lyrics, bro. But anyway, how the beat? The beat was fire, huh? Yeah, it, was it was a Rondo beat. Remember Rondo? Yes. Yeah, that, that was, was a, yeah. That was one. So you know that bitch was a hype beat. You know it was hype. You know it was hype. Hey, hey, gets um, the people going, bro. And <laughs> shit gets the people going, dog. Oh fuck, bro. What goes into a track? Well, first, team wise, you need a, a producer. Engineer if they aren't the same person mm-hmm. um, Producing the track you gotta know what instrumentals you want MIDI, you know different little mm-hmm. Instrumentals keys brasses, Damn. you know it goes into bases, you know yeah. It goes into especially the type of track or type track that you would like mm-hmm. Then you have the engineer they're going to be the person to mix and master it yeah. and radio edit for the artists who use profane language and won't get put on the radio for nothing in the world <laughs> because yeah. all your tracks is just rated R um, and then the artists, of course. So then they're the ones that put the lyrics to the beat. How long does it usually do the artists get the beat beforehand of going in there? Or they, they, they hear it, they feel what they're going to say, and then they start writing. So it what depends. You I've seen Perfect Chemistry to where an artist and then a producer slash engineer came together. And they created everything from scratch. So they made the beat there. They made the hook and the verse. And that really are more of the hits. because That's magic. That's magic. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of having to... Limit yourself to the beat that's already made that you have to fit on and your flow has to fit on. You yeah, know what I mean? You gotta you gotta go to what they didn't already made and you gotta right. crunch, crunch it together and, and vice versa. Just, Having yeah. a person try to make a beat that fits something that you already wrote. Yeah, because then they they don't know how you like how to get the maneuver. Right. They, they like, oh I gotta put this here because he said right. this and this. I gotta put that drop there. Right, right, and right, right, right. It's so, more structured at that yeah. point. So, but sometimes it works. Sometimes an artist has gotten with a producer, and the producer now knows the artist and can make their type beats without them having to be there because they know their flow. Yeah, they know exactly the way they want to intro the beat or end the beat, mm-hmm. or maybe start off a project or maybe have a collab a collab project to where okay. I know he's gonna kill such and such and such. Let me put a little opening right here in case he's gonna put somebody hot on you. You know what I mean? For sure. And then and then you got a whole bunch of ad libs. Now ad libs on ad libs. Now ad libs the easiest part. Though, yes. Honestly. That and it's starting to seem. Son, I ain't gonna lie. Some music I be listening to, and I be seeing, I be like, dude, the producer is really making eighty percent of the track, and you got the artist only on twenty percent. Yeah. And everybody hype over the song because. Of, basically of the beat and the ad libs true because sometimes the verse is okay but then the and the verse only lasts maybe a minute but you got the beat the hook and the ad libs lasting like two, uh, two minutes and something seconds and the song would hit because the producer just gonna put it all together and just put you on a verse 
Right. That's it. And I just be like, Lord, that shit fired in a bit though. When you when you got that shit rolling, for it's fire. It's fire. It's just magic and it's chemistry magic that can only be cooked up in a certain lab, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, it do. It do. And I, I look at see, I, I think music is one of the end all be alls. Because music like that's universal. Right. Music is universal. You can look at uh it could be you can be in a whole nother culture. You can be in Asia, uh Africa, whatever. Good music, regardless, is good to the ear. And they'll travel. People, yes. Yeah. People it, it goes it's the reason why that song, uh, Gungam Sao, whatever it was, mm -hmm. that song had I think like three billion streams on just YouTube or something right. like that. And it just it was over here, over there, son, and then look at uh Despacito with uh, Justin Bieber now. Right. That song blew that out the water be simply because... I feel like anything cultural though, because look at Juvie. Back that ass up. Bruh, that viral. was like, it went globally viral. Yo, like, you could hear that, that overseas. Like, you hear that at kids bar yes. mitzvahs. Like, yes, bruh. Uh, 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 you know, white people having this in their wedding. Like, this is the, this is the song that have at any family function. Like, you gotta back that ass up. Like... And that hit billions, like. And then uh, you you know what uh, you know what always get me the uh, the black people cookout songs, bro. Because that is the that's the, is the that too, you bro. I think everybody got the mix of the black people cookout songs. Look at Beyonce. You gotta, Beyonce done put a whole new twist. Yes, yeah, you seen that. For my homecoming album, yes, you know, like, I, I was like, no. And then it has a like, bounce beat on it. it. Yeah. She flipped it. And I was like, I ain't, I ain't seen nobody so flip it like that. Cultural, just antique and cultural beats and flavors will never die. Yeah. Because you gonna always have somebody try to. You know, add a little season into it, try to make it new, try to make it pop again, make it flip again, you know. And then uh, look at what uh, Jordan Peele did with This Is Us. When he flipped I Got Five on it, Right. that was the sign. Everybody was going crazy on Didn't that. Flip that beat a couple of times. Yeah. That, that was on Meeks Having a Hell. That was on, um, no, yeah, that was, that was, was on, on it. Yeah, yeah, that was on that. Uh... It's a, it was a couple of other tracks. Yeah, I heard it. You know, they flipped it a couple of times. So. But that's the first time I heard it like that. Like mm -hmm. it, it had that eerie sound to right. it. But it was like, oh, oh, they doing something else with this bit right, right. here. They, right. they, right. they throwing this against the wall somewhere. It's slapping. Nice. I was like, oh, okay. And then last thing I know, we about to we about to wrap this shit up, of course. But last couple things, dog, you are an actor, bro. You like the series? Like the series? That's dope. That that's was dope. fire. That was fire. Yes, y'all have a comedy series out. It's called Work Days with Najee. I'm acting. My character is Xander. I'm a special <laughs> character, too. Dog. <laughs> 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 yeah. people out. Yo. Star my girl. Everything else. She's hilarious. Dog. Jake, Dorsey, um, a few others. Dad. Like, the whole cast. Our characters, you got to see my girl Sydney. Um, that joke was Brian. Yeah, like oh, it was hilarious. Oh, that joke was hilarious. That had me joke, boy. When you when you started, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bro. I was y'all. It is actually on YouTube. 
it's a web series. I, yes. I actually saw it at the premiere. He invited me to the premiere to at Dillard. It was dope. That was funny and it was good. Y'all need to watch it. It's it's about what six episodes. I yep. watched all, all six, six episodes, of them. Yep. I watched all six of them. Then y'all gonna do a season two for that thing? Yes. Yeah, season two is actually having auditions um on the twenty seventh at Dillard University. Oh, for sure. And that's fine. But yeah, season two coming. It's gonna be something completely different. You know, we are gonna come with the jokes. Sir, I was dying. I was dying. That that joke had me laughing, bro. Cool. That cool. that that was the one of a tight moment for me. I I was like, man, I'm going to support my boy in the thing in a TV show. That was that right. was the first time I was like, man, I know a thing that's an actor. Facts, facts, <laughs> facts, facts. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate for that. For sure, man. All right, last thing. What's up? What's going on with Sony, man? Man, I'm about to be out there for six weeks, and I'm so excited, bro. Oh, my God, to join them, work with some of their artists, work with some of their other managers. Like, it's really no. going to be cool. And then I will say the subsidiary label I'm working for, but I don't want to ruin it. Like, Damn, man. <laughs> it's going to be so dope. It's going to be so dope. Dog, that is a major, bro. That but I will drop some artist names. Um, Smoke Deezer. You got Wife and Lucci. Oh, no, he yeah, popping right now. Got the narrow, he like, popping right now. Yeah, that's who Lucci I'm definitely pop. going collab yeah. with, work with, work up on the study, and just it's a learning experience, and that's how I'm For looking sure. at it too, bro. You know, Amen. I'm blessed to definitely be able to get this opportunity. Sure, it's high and networking is one of the most important things, people skills and all that, because that's what help you get through the dope. Right. And people help people, son. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all know what it is. It Definitely is. stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Bentley Bars Entertainment gonna be hitting with you some more heat the rest of the year, all 2019. I appreciate y'all for listening. For sure. Hey man, everything is what it is. Y'all know how we end this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And also Kayla, if you out there, hit me up. But I always say that, son, because... <laughs> <laughs> he said, hold up, let me get you my little shout-out, so I'm right quick, hold up, I got to get your big hit hey, me right quick. Hey, she know if she out there, hit me up, you know, because uh, so I be saying that, it be, I always think about it, like, when they get a wide thing on YouTube, when this thing really start getting millions of views and all that, Boom. I'm a, Kayla Davis finally gonna hit me up, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? You was my girl from the beginning, you know? Facts. That's, right. that's, that's, she gonna own your video like the last thing. I own that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. Hey, buddy, stay funny, away from bro. my buddy. Stay away from, <laughs> stay, stay away from my buddy, dog. But everything is what it is. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Have a blessed one. We love y'all. Peace.